See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. I don't know. You're going to tell us in a minute. I got wrote it down, just so... Okay, we're on air. So anyway... We're on air. Yes. This is Slow Robot A Go-Go. Big show number 62. As Damn. always, Damn. my name is Mao, and with me, as always... Dr. Morbius. From parts notes. unknown <laughs> as he checks his notes. Boy, did I, did, I, did I put down the movies? Well, I yes. thought I did. Oh, well. Well, whatever. we have a Full treat for you this week. We are going to, we're going to start off with what we watched, as always. Are we on the air? Yes, we are. <laughs> we <laughs> have been. I, I'm not going to lose any content. You I know what I mean? I, I hit record as soon as we sit down. Cause, I know. You know. I wouldn't want to squander 10 or 15 you seconds mean, worth of, uh, of fumbling uh, around with lists and say, <laughs> hey, am I wearing pants? What the hell's going on here? This, yeah, you right. know. <laughs> hey, that guitar, how's it going? Is it, you, yeah. you modify yes. it? I was just telling uh, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown that I have a uh, Mexican Strat that I was going to flip for a few bucks. Uh, like, I bought it. It was kind of rough, and I cleaned it up real nice, and... And uh, and I got a couple nibbles on it, and I was like, you know what? For twenty or twenty, I like I just I pulled it off Craigslist, and now I'm just totally modding the hell out of it. Like I got all kinds of crazy pickups and a kill switch and goofy shit. So that operation will commence henceforth. Yeah, well, when you, when you're done with that one, I think I'm gonna bring you my guitar, and I'll just like help you, and we'll modify the hell out of it, because I really want to sound, I want it to sound nasty, man. Yeah. And I repurpose everything, like, I took, I'm going to take all the stock Fender pickups that aren't, they're not, like, the best of best, but they're good, and I'm going to put those into those cigar box guitars oh, that I yeah, make, like, yeah. I have these wooden cigar boxes, and the frets, and the, like, I make cigar box guitars, so, man, now I'll have a three pickup guitar, nice. uh, cigar right. box guitar, you know, and those are just literally pickup volume done you know what i mean like yeah. there's nothing to them they're so fun to make and so so groovy yes groovy so speaking of groovy what did you watch this week dr well, morbius well, now i can go to my list and, yes uh, check it twice well i watched the movie today actually uh yeah probably like I, i'd say it's my favorite sci-fi movie Uh oh what's that planet of the apes Nice. I heard there's a marathon on Yeah, there. that's yeah. what it is. I just caught it by accident, so I watched the first one. I was like, yeah, it's still good, you know? Have you seen... You probably haven't seen the newer ones, have you? No, I saw the one that Marky Mark did, and I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, but then, now that there's another one out. There's one, one called The Rise of the Planet it's, of the Apes. It's really good. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I have it. I'll, I'll have to let we'll you... check it out. Yeah, definitely. It's, I'm not... Because I was never a huge fan, but I liked them. And then that, the, the, that one there, The Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I was like, oh... Yeah. Good, good story, exciting. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a lot of good. It, it it kind of brought the Marky Mark one. It made not made sense, but you, like now you don't hate it. You know what I mean? Like you're like oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like okay. You know, like they kind of yeah. went to the next step, and now it's a franchise again. But I mean, with the, with the five original ones, I mean, at least the first three it had a five. nice order to it. Yeah, there's five. Oh my god, movies. I don't even think I saw two of them. There's you know Planet I mean? Beneath Conquest. Uh, escape and battle. 
Yeah, there's five. Wow, I should watch those. I, I never and they used to and they used to do like an all night movie show. It's like they had a movie poster. Go ape, and then it has all five movies. <laughs> you like give us five bucks and sit down for the day. Yeah, and that's it, just, you know. Yeah, just like you know, you're away from home for ten hours or whatever. <laughs> the damn thing still holds up. The first one does. You know, it's yeah. it's a pretty. Yeah, it's it's grim, you know. I mean, some of those are really like even like Soylent Green and yeah. that kind of stuff. When you watch it, you're like, this is still good, you know. Yeah, Ome- Omega Men was like that, where I'm like, yeah, it still holds I, up. I, I just had like three Heston movies, but anyway, there's other ones that hold up too. Yeah, but like yeah. that, that's one because sometimes you watch something, you're like, this didn't hold up so good. Well, the thing about it that it holds up for me is the the, the you know like. How the apes are doing to the humans what we do to the animals, and it's, uh-huh. it's kind of like the payback is kind of. We're like, like all appalled about it, but that's yeah, what we do every day. Yeah, that's know? what we do. You know, they're using us as guinea pigs, and it's like, and then the ending, and it's like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Written by Rod Serling, so you know, it's, it's nice. that's why it's probably even better than it should be. Uh, I saw this other movie by accident the other day, um, <laughs> but it was worth it. I guess I, I, I watched these movies. Pile of movie. yeah, yeah, I, I watched these movies by accident. They just show up, and I'm like, "Hey, this isn't bad. It, it, this actually should pertain more to the uh, uh, comic book podcast." But yeah, last night when they asked me, "Hey, anybody see any comic book movies?" and I said, "Yeah, I saw this movie, Comic Book Villains." It was like, oh yeah, okay, you know, nobody paid much attention, so it's okay. But now I'm really gonna talk, really gonna talk about it. Well, please do tell yeah, us all it, about it. It's a weird movie in a sense that it's about two comic shops, and they just this jerk comes in and tells basically both of them, hey, you know, there's this guy who had this great comic collection died. Did you know about this guy? And neither one of the stores did. And then after a while, it piques their interest, and they both go after this comic collection they go to this woman's house the mother she doesn't want to sell and they, they're out trying to outdo each other to see if they can wrangle this collection out of her but as the movie goes on it gets darker and darker and Uh-oh. darker and it, it was it, it went to a place where i didn't think it would so it was, it was someone okay. murders the mom doesn't uh more than that they Ooh. more people get murdered than that yeah it's it's a, it gets real dark I, I, it's on tonight that that would be funny if if like the a lot of it was that the guy that went in and told him about it was actually that guy who owned him, and he was trying to like get the value up really high, and then he'd like resell it. That'd be like that's what I would how I would have wrote it. I don't know. No, what. no, that's not the way it ended. But the, basically, the guy who the guy who set them both up because he was a jerk was the kid from uh, that '70s show, Danny Masterson, the guy with the curly hair. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I forgot what his name was. I think he had like a one-word name on there, or whatever. Yeah. He's the one who sets them up and. He well, you'd have to nice. see it. It's on cool. it's on flicks, and I'm recording it tonight. So ah, cool! I'll, All right, I'll be able to watch the whole thing. And the only, only thing, other thing that I watched was uh, I watched a um, documentary called Horror Europa, a BBC nice. thing about Euro horror in the uh, 70s. Oh, nice! Not bad. I mean, it was it was uh, it was good and bad. The host was kind of uh, I didn't care for him too much, but I mean he was knowledgeable. But the people that they were talking about, I guess they. You know, basically at this point, it's who's left. Ah, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So they talked to some of the horror people that I didn't realize were still alive from back there. And it it was actually a a half-decent documentary, but I've seen better. It cracks me up sometimes when you're watching these these documentaries or, like, the news comes out and they're they're, they're talking about somebody and you're like, they're still alive? Like, they look like they were 90 in the 80s and stuff. And you're like, what? You know, exactly. Awesome. All right. And uh, my list isn't too long this week. I had like two really good days where I watched a lot of movies. And then, of course, the work week like was nothing, you know. Um, yeah. 
I watched Recon 2022. Meh. Uh, then I watched The Incredibles. Um, the, the Incredibles is like a superhero Disney movie. Yeah, I've seen it. Very good. I actually like it quite a bit. It's it's a it's an interesting take on like, uh, you know, almost like aging. Superheroes, yeah, aging yeah. superheroes and stuff. It is fun. I, I I like that's one I've seen a couple times and I like really enjoy it. You know, um, there's one called The Warrior's Way. Um, I can't remember it. I liked it. I remember liking it, but I was like, eh, you know, I can't remember it. The Man from Planet X. Oh, that's an oldie. Yeah, it's an old one. I like that one. You know, all those all those older older sci-fi movies. I. I like them almost always. I almost universally, even if they're like kind of boring or whatever, I still give them like a six or a five because they're just that's oh, just what I like. You and know. by the way, uh, on air, huh? I'm telling you this to remind you that I did bring that movie I was talking about for next week. So remind me to give it to you. It's in the car. Uh, okay, cool. And I'll forget that. Uh, anyway, then the the second the last one I watched was FDR American Badass. Um, FDR fights. Nazi werewolves. Is that like Abraham, Abraham Lincoln it, vampire it hunter? A uh, couple too many winks to the camera. And yeah. little, it's a little bit. I I didn't hate it, but I was like, eh, okay, you know, I got tired of it kind of quick. Yeah, I would you know. Imagine. And then the last one I watched was Leviathan, which was the underwater thing where they. Just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that good, huh? Underwater yeah. stuff. It was no, it was a good movie. I think what it was like from eighty six, eighty eight. I remember seeing the Abyss and yeah. not liking it, so I didn't go. No, see you didn't the like the Abyss. Thing. Nah, I didn't care for it. I thought it was pretty good. Eh, whatever. Yeah. All right, so that was our what we watched this week, and then now we're going to. Oh, I forgot. I have a uh, listener email I have to read. Or let me rephrase that. I shouldn't say uh, listener email. I should say uh, just a kind of a neat thing. Our longtime listener, Nim, who's listened to us, she, I think she even, went as far back as watched uh, the Dub420 show I used to do, um, she has a blog spot called, it's it's called All the Goods. No, the All the Goods. It's called All the Goods. <laughs> I'm like reading from a paper I, I, I prepared, and I'm like, Duh, it's called All the Goods. Uh, sorry, I'm retarded. Okay. So basically, this is, um, if you go to HTTP... Uh, all the goods all the time dot blogspot dot com. You'll see um, she highlights a lot of like local artists and stuff like that. She get she does interviews with uh, various people via emails. You know, um, I know King Don, you know, has seen it. She he looks at it some from time okay. to time. So she uh, sent me a interview. So I did an interview for her blogspot. So if you want to read all about my wacky shenanigans. Uh, leading up to this project here, please go to allthegoodsallthetime.blogspot.com. And um, I wish I would have said that a little bit more That's e- eloquently. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you, you got a second Sometimes chance. you say stuff and you're like, oh, I sounded like a dumbass. But anyway, you take two thank you, you very... No, that's all right. Thank you very much, Nim. Um, I appreciate her as a listener. And I was really, it was really neat to like, uh, you know, talk about stuff leading up to this. How did, you know... How did Dub420 happen? How did Bunch of Dorks happen? How did you know? How did all that culminate into what we do now? And, and you know, and stuff to the future. So it was really cool. It was all by accident. Yeah, a hundred percent accident. <laughs> I will say this: the uh, the long arduous path uh, path to podcasting is is audio is brutal, and um, 
you know, the luxury that we have now where we just come in, sit down and turn, click on and start talking took a lot of years of pain and agony to get to this point. Like (laughs) the slow robot podcast is the easiest because basically, you know, we have a nice Mackie board because I spilled beer on the last one and we have nice microphones that sound good because I just, after a while you start investing because you're like, well, I've been doing this for seven years. I'm, no no sign of me slowing down anytime soon. So right. you start buying better stuff, which leads to better sounding podcasts. And, you know, it, but all oh, those first shows were brutal. The audio was terrible. Well, that's still like my other podcast, Two Dimension. <laughs> yeah. It got brutal last night when, when we didn't realize the plug got pulled out of the computer. That Holy was. shit. Now that one I haven't done but, yet. But Dallas is going to be fixing it in post. So. <laughs> you can't fix a pulled plug in post. That means that's the well, end. Well, I think one. I think Rook's plug was still in, so we were all feeding through his oh, microphone. Like so. everyone else, so yeah, you sound for, like echoey tin. Yeah, tin. for like a little while. Dallas goes, oh, I can fix it. I'm like, okay. So he can't, cause Rook's gonna sound like this, <laughs> and all you other guys are gonna sound like this. Yeah, that's gonna be real interesting. So yeah, yeah. I've done it. We've done it. <laughs> nice. Oh my. Yeah, that's great. The um there's <laughs> always lessons to be learned. Anytime you do a show you're like, Oh, that didn't work right or Yeah, good, but lesson know? one, you know, watch the plug. <laughs> yes. And also, uh because of the uh vicious attacks from my co cohorts in my last podcast, you'll notice I don't drink so much on this one. Uh no, because I imagine I, not. Yeah, it was terrible. I, they I was uh they were shooting fish in a barrel. I would get drunk, and they would stay sober, so they would poke the beehive and get and me all wound up. all sorts of shit. Yeah, that you didn't yeah. And, that, and then I'd feel regret about it, but so what are you going to do? You know, the show's yeah. in the can. And so that <laughs> valuable lesson learned. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it's like a lot of musicians, when they go in the studio, they don't do their, you know, drugs or whatever. Yeah. And then when they're done, they go bom- get bombed or yeah. whatever. So, so this is know. one of the rare occasions I am going to be drinking tonight, so probably like... After our second music break, I'll open my the first one, but that's oh, not okay. that's not like drunk. That's just drinking a little that's bit of just beer. Drinking yeah. a little bit of beer. You know, yeah, it takes me quite a while to get. Yeah, I'll have some milk. Okay. You're, oh, you're gonna be like the villain. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and yeah, I'll be like that's right. Yeah, 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 that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> sure, just like that. So yay. So thank you, Nim, and as always, thanks for our, your support. And I had a great time answering all your questions. Now on to our top ten lists, which I took very seriously. Nice. The all top right, me too. ten favorite albums. Of all time. Of all time. Of all the time that you've been alive. Ever. Now, yeah, every time you do one of these lists, you're like, I know some of them aren't the best albums, but they are to me. No, that is that is that, the point. You know what I mean? That like, is the point. Because you can like print out the top 100 albums, and you're no, like, yeah. No, you're like, yep, no, they're all perfect no, albums, of no, course, no, you know. no. No, it's uh, what your mine. Uh, your top. Okay. So should I start or do you want to go? Go, you go. All right, I'll go since I have my list in hand. Uh, let me. Uh, <laughs> yes, I got to be like Norton. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Ralphie. So, Mao's top 15 albums of his top 10 list. Yeah, that's right. You heard right. So, number 15 Lulu's Marble, the self titled album, which is their first one. Uh, I think I've talked about them a little bit on air. That's the band that. They did three. They did four CDs, and then the lead singer died, and that was the end of that. They're out of Japan, and I really dig their sound. Number fourteen, Judas Priest. Now, Judas Priest will probably make a, would probably make some people's top tens. 
I don't know if the, my album selection would, though. Most people would say, like, British Steel or whatever. I'm going to say Turbo. Um, Judas Priest Turbo. What's the song on it that I would know? <sighs> Turbo Lover. Um, gosh. No Living After Midnight. or no, uh, this is kind of like, this is their mid-80s. Oh, okay. But they, they, were, they were rocking pretty hard. Right. Number 13, Kiss, Double Platinum. Um, I liked almost every song on that album. Wow. I don't think it holds up. Like I a lot of like, a lot of Kiss stuff. If I listen to it now, I'd be like, "Oh my!" You know what I mean? But yeah. at the time when that came out, dude, they were badass. So I'll say Kiss, double platinum. Number twelve, Led Zeppelin with Led Zeppelin four. Um, Airway. Yeah, dude. Number eleven, Queen. For Queen, I did. It's called Greatest Hits for a reason. Oh yeah. Um, Queen's Greatest Hits. I think it came out in 1986. Um. Just has all their really good ones. I couldn't pick one album other than those. No Night at the Opera or... Uh, nope. Okay. Greatest Hits. Right. Number 10. Finally breaking into the actual top 10 of the top 10. Uh, number 10. Foreigner 4. Um, I'm not a huge Foreigner fan, but Foreigner 4 really... Uh, I like most everything on there. Number 9. ACDC. Back in Black. Uh, that album really just grabs you by the balls. Um... Number eight, Wu-Tang Clan. Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. <laughs> Number seven, Beatles. Uh, now, this is another wow, one. Wow, that one came out of nowhere. Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I know a lot of people say Revolver. I know a lot of people say other ones. I say Revolver, but I think Sgt. Pepper's great. Both, so, and, and to be honest, yeah, Revolver is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I like most of their albums. Just yeah, me too. Sgt. Pepper was the one that my parents played a lot. Yeah, yeah. I grew up and I just dig it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Number six, Eminem, the Slim Shady LP. Number five, Slipknot, with their self-titled album, the very first one, Slipknot. Um, number four, Black Sabbath, Master of Reality. Black Sabbath, the one is that a, you bought on eight track, sure is. Yeah, yeah, he a good memory. Yeah. Wow, you don't drink beer at all, do you? No, not really. Because <laughs> you can say something, I'd be like, "Was that a thing? Are you a person?" Cause well, I no, drink I too remember much beer. that you said you bought it on eight track, and I was like, "Well, that's really cool." Yeah, know? dude, I wish I still had that. I would have it on the wall or something. Oh, yeah. Man. So, because and again, Black Sabbath, you could do so many. You yeah. know, so the ma- they had five. so many. Yeah, and and then he even hit and miss after that. You yeah. know. Uh, Pink Floyd, number three. Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here. Yeah, now, I, I could have went with Dark Side of the Moon, could have went with The Wall, both, and even, I even like Piper at the Gates of Dawn, which is... The first one. I yeah, love really that good, one. Really oh good. my God, because yeah. it has that more psychedelic... Yeah, Sid, Sid Barrett. Barrett being Sid Barrett, Sid Barrett you know. Yeah, yeah. But, Wish You Were Here yeah, touches me one. on an emotional level. Number two, Suicidal Tendencies, S, uh, their self-titled album. With just awesome. And number one, no surprise to anyone, the five, six, seven, eights, Bomb the Rocks. I am really surprised about one thing. What's that? There's no Elvis in there. You know, I thought about that. Elvis, to me, had like... He didn't have one one album. No, not the first one, you don't think? I don't know. He Maybe... Yeah, it's hard okay, to say. Right. I it's a tough of, thing to pick 15. I think of him as kind of Especially when like, you have 2,000 yeah, albums. And exactly. Living, yeah. I think of Elvis as like he has 200 great songs, and he put them in a shotgun barrel, and then you put a wall of 2,000 albums, and you just go, boom. Yeah. And like that's where like there's two good songs on every album of whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's some about are right. good. Some are like good from start to finish, but eh. 
The know. rockabilly ones are the better ones, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there was somewhere he was really into, like, gospel. There was yeah. somewhere, like, there's a Christmas album. You're like, what are you doing, brother? The Christmas uh, one might be fun. But, yeah, the early ones, before he went to uh, uh, prison. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are prison. <laughs> what are you, Johnny The Cash? Army. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, from his lifestyle to the army, probably was prison. <laughs> yeah, right. They sugarcoated it real nice when you do his tour, but yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was Freudian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Dr. Morbius, tell us about Parts Unknown and the music that they play there. Completely different list, except for one band we both, uh, Beatles. Okay? I, knew, I knew we would be... We're be Beatles, totally Beatles Revolver, okay. Not a big Suicidal Tendencies fan? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, I was really big into the 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 uh, punk surf scene or skateboarding scene from the '80s in California. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> You're like, yeah, no, nothing, none of that, zero. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did like a few punk bands. I did like the British ones most. I did like this one band called the Buzzcocks. Yeah, yeah. I uh, had the Buzzcocks. Though. There was uh, what was the other one that I liked back then? Well, XTC's the, the, first record like was Punk. You probably Descendants, maybe. They no. were a little bit. Oh, I don't remember. I, I've seen their album covers, but I don't remember yeah, them like that well. Flipper, Descendants, TSOL. True Sounds uh, of Liberty. Vaguely yeah. remember them. Yeah. Uh, Flipper, I've heard. They're okay. They're yeah. kind of like. They were like, yeah, almost like sludgy metal sometimes. Did you in know, a way. Did you know, like, you know that bad, uh, bad brains that yeah, yeah like I've reggae? heard of bad brains. Yeah, Dude, they had a vicious punk. They oh, did started, really? They, they did this one punk song. They sang so fast, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. It was on a compilation album called "Let Them Eat Jelly Beans," and okay. it was a Ronald Reagan thing, you know. And the song they did, when you listen to it, you're like, what? Like it was that it, fast? It, really? So fast? So fast? Even the singers like. You're like, what the hell's going on, man? How he, how is he singing that fast? It's almost like they turn it up to 78, and it's just it isn't though. Actually, actually, I, I like the the band that one of the bands that's considered the first punk band, which would have been the New York Dolls. They're yeah, pretty, they're, the first two records are well, know. they only had two records, but the first one's pretty rockin' album, and mm. uh, you know, I like them. I like the Sex Pistols, the Pistols, like, yeah. the Clash. Ramones, you know, they had their mo- the Clash. Oh yeah, I actually saw the Ramones in '78. Wow. So yeah, I got to see it with the Runaways, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no lead up, no um. That's a cream dream. Yeah, tell me about it. There's only like 300 <laughs> people in there. We were the only ones dressed normally, you know, but nobody gave a shit. Yeah, no, they was, don't. They they didn't. But it, it was the Joan Jett Runaways. Uh, Cherry Curry was gone, but it was yeah, the, yeah it was 78 Ramones Dude, and Runaways. Jett, she's so badass. She's yeah. so hot. It was it was Joan Jett, she's Lita Ford. She's still so hot. Yeah, like, she still looks she's good. She's like 50 or 60. You're just like, damn, Joan Jett. It was Joan Jett, Lita Ford. The girl who who drum who who's the, sat on a throne drumming uh, whatever Sandy West whatever her name was <laughs> like a toilet no she had like oh. a she had like a king's like a oh. king's chair like a throne you <laughs> she know had like a toilet. no no not that throne <laughs> like you know, like what is she the Fonz she had like a royal chair I don't remember, I don't remember who the bass player like, was but hey sit on it but I was like the moves were great they played like forty minutes and I just remember them like you know Joey going out to us anybody got any requests. People were yelling out, oh, yeah, and he goes, sorry, we don't do any requests. One, two, three, yeah. four, boom, next song or <laughs> nice. whatever. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. They, the Ramones did a gig on the, on the Simpsons, and they came out there like, I just want to say, this gig sucks. One, two, three, four. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, man. <laughs> that was great. It was, it was, you know, I have mixed feelings about punk, because I guess, I guess according to the rock historians, punk is what killed 
prog rock, and prog rock is one of my favorite forms of music. Uh, and there's some punk, so there's uh, some prog rock right in here, which I'm I don't buy that about right now. Genres only die when people are tired of them. Yeah, that's pretty much. I no, mean, okay, well, go ahead. Well, in Britain anyway, because punk really didn't hit hard here, you know, except no. for maybe like in the '80s when the stuff like you know the the West Coast and all that stuff came out. You know, the Black yeah. Flag. I'm surprised oh, yeah. there wasn't any Black Flag on your. Uh, yeah, I like them, but after re- when I listen to them now, I'm kind of like, Neh. Actually, the punk bands that I did like from America were the guys that came out of Minneapolis, the Replacements, Husker mm, Du, the yeah, Minutemen. Um, I thought they were pretty damn good, actually, huh? you know. All right, anyway, my list. All right, let's go. How many is in your top ten? Oh, about 13. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're, we're keeping right up with it then. Good. Go, let's start with the prog. Okay, my two favorite prog rock albums. Genesis, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Double album, Brent, Head Trip. I love it. It's the, it's the last one with Peter Gabriel. I wish they would have done more but with him, but hey, man, you know, what a way to go. King Crimson's Red. This is an album that influenced all the uh, prog metal bands of today. This is like heavy metal uh Fusion, a little bit of fusion, a little bit of classical, an evil sounding record. You have this one? Yeah. yeah. You should, oh, a great record. Great. Robert Fripp is great on it. All right, getting to the Beatles, we got, I guess, Revolver, which was I talked about. Um, another left field one, but there's a band called uh, Big Star, who were kind of like a cult band from the early 70s, with the lead singer was Alex Chilton, who was in the box top. They did uh, three albums. And the third one is uh, called Sister Lovers. And it's actually it was called Third, and then they called it Sister Lovers. It's one of the most effed up albums. <laughs> totally drugged out. Totally, like, Do loose it? and sloppy. Of course. Oh, yeah. you got to let me borrow that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's it's not hard rock, but it's just, like, drugged out, and it's great. And getting to the drunken, and dr- another drunken, great drugged out album, Neil Young's Tonight the Night. Totally, like, wasted. These guys went in the studio, did, like, five songs, and then and, it, and basically in, in memory of two of their band members who were died of heroin addictions, and it's like it's like a, a fucked up wake, dude. And then the other side, they had a piece to get some other songs. It's a great record. There's one song on it called "Tired Eyes." You know, it starts off with like the line, two men died in a cocaine field" or whatever. You know, it was just a totally effed up record, but the great, but greatness. All right, now we're gonna go hippy dippy with "Forever Changes," which is an album by Love. Like from '67, this is like flower power, but it's like depressing flower power. Dude wrote it thinking that he was gonna die after he recorded it, so all the songs are like written and they got like all these weird double meanings. Like on one hand they sound really up and stuff, but then all of a sudden it's like gets. Did it's called it's called forever changes because yeah. for a reason. It Did changes. he die? Uh, recently, he lived. Arthur <laughs> Lee lived. Yeah, he died after 40 years. Yeah, yeah. he lived, but yeah. Okay, the first album, no, the second album by the band. These guys changed entire rock. These guys, everybody was doing psychedelic. Everybody was doing flower power. The band came out in 68, did the roots, you know, country, hillbilly Mm. thing. And everybody just said, whoa, we have to change. And everybody did from the Beatles to Cream to everybody. They all changed their style. Okay, the Kinks, something else by the Kinks. Um, Nice. Fantastic record. Ray Davies, from my from my point of view, in the, in the 60s and 70s, Britain, the best songwriter they ever had out there. I mean, might not have been the best band. I'll give the Beatles that much, but he was the, my favorite songwriter. 
Buffalo Springfield again, which is the second Buffalo Springfield album, which was like Stephen Stills, Richie Fury, um, Neil Young, like at their at their young at their peak of an early age. I mean, an amazing record for guys. What amazes me about a lot of these records is these guys were in their twenties when they were doing this crap. You know, right. to be so talented and so young. You know, amazing. Okay, now I guess we're gonna go into glam. Ziggy wow. Stardust, man. Yeah. Ziggy Stardust, dude. Gotta have it. The second True. the second Roxy Music album for your pleasure. The first one was the one that introduced you to him and it was definitely a great record, but this one is when they like found their sound and it's still mm. Roxy Music with Eno. It's like totally bizarro futuristic, effed up, clam rock greatness. I'm gonna stick Abbey Road in here because I it's the last Beatles and I love it. Uh, there was a couple of other ones here. Again, I'm going over, but, you know. Who's Next? Mm. Uh, you know, Classic Who. Zeppelin yeah. 2. Gotta have you went with two? Zeppelin. I went I, with it two. It was hard for me to pick four. Over, cause yeah, it was I, for me. I was going to go four, but then I said two. Like one, I, I think one, two, three, and four are really solid albums. I like them all, but, you know. Yeah, they're all solid up until, like... Uh, even, I, I don't even I like, like Presence. Of the, like Houses of the... How's the Holy's good? Yeah, it is. And so is Physical Graffiti's damn good. Yeah, Presence, I have like all that stuff on Presence. Yeah. Anyway, Stones, got to do the Stones with Exile on Main Street, double album at their effed up best. I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna actually go. I'm actually going to go punk, but I'm going to go British punk. And these guys are punk, but they're not really punk. This was out of left field. The Stranglers with The Raven, one of my favorite records. The wow. best record they ever did from 79. Really... Strong record all the way. Um, Steely Dance, third record, Pretzel Logic. Great pop, jazz, at their peak, writing, awesomeness. Going to go Kinks, Village Green, Preservation Society, a record that was kind of like one of those weird ones where, again, everybody's doing psychedelic. They're doing like, they they went back in time and did just like an old style rock vaudeville kind of British Hall. Yeah. yeah, it was like everybody was writing all the psychedelic stuff, and and Ray Davies was writing about how he missed old England or whatever. You know, it was just it was just a, a, a kind of classic record that was just amazing. Beggar's Banquet by the Stones. This is a record that before this record they did the uh, Satanic Majesties. You know, yeah. they're psychedelic. When when I'm not I don't I can't claim to know this, but this was one of the records that was most influenced by the band because after they did. Uh, you know, the Satanic Majesties, they went back to the basics and did Beggar's Banquet and they did, you know, Street Fighting Man, Sympathy for the Devil, Greatness. So those are the ones I pick. All right. That's about 13 or 14. And I'm surprised I didn't have any Hendrix on my list, which I, I didn't should either. have. I should have, but I didn't. Yeah, because I didn't have Bowie like, on my list either. I should have. Yeah, Ziggy. I guess man. if you ask me every every week, I would that have a different... That could change next week. We'll do another one next week. <laughs> I know, that's it. okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come right back with our movie of the week, which is... Glorious. In the irreverent vein of Little Shop of Horrors, now comes Nudist Colony of the Dead, a horror, comedy, zombie, romance musical now in its third month at the Complex Theater in Hollywood. Nudist Colony of the Dead, with ten totally demented musical numbers and a lot of dead naked dancing girls. We are naked, gay, and free. Their spirituality. There's no need Murder. Kill, 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 
Symphony of the Dead performs at the Complex Theater, 6476 Santa Monica Boulevard, just east of Wilcox in Hollywood. Performances are Fridays and Saturdays at 8 p.m. and Sundays at 7 p.m., now through August 27th. Don't miss the show that's being called the Rocky Horror Show of the 90s, Nudist Colony of the Dead. For reservations and information, 818-994-3262. That number again is 818-994-3262. You'll be seen at the Nudist Colony of the Dead. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Right. Thank you very much, Nudist Colony of the Dead. Yes, yes. That's going to be the new AMC series coming up right. this year. Right. Right after Walking so, Dead ends. Whenever now it ends. here's something you'll really like, and what you're really going to like is 1984's cult classic, critically acclaimed, super duper Repo Man. Repo Man. Now, this is going to have spoilers and all that good stuff, spoilers. like always. So if you haven't seen this and you have an inkling to, go ahead and, you know, go see it and then listen to us. Because Repo Man... Hmm, well, I'll tell you my... I'll tell my story quick. I have a big history with this movie, and I hadn't watched it for a lot of years. Basically, uh, when this came out, I was 14 years old. There was... It, this wasn't released on a lot of theaters. It was only like 39 theaters it, went, it hit in the U.S. Really? That's it? Yeah, that's it. One of them was in... Um, what the hell was the name of it? It was in Allentown. It was called... Oh, the Hamilton Theater in, Amel, in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Okay. Now... The Hamilton was one of those things where it was like dilapidated. It was like one of those like art house oh, yeah, theaters, yeah, yeah. you know. And like if you were like, oh, let's go watch this movie, and you go, mm, it's at the Hamilton. Let's not go to that theater. You know what I mean? Like you might get shot. You know. So basically, <laughs> oh, I see. basically, you know, my sister was seventeen, I was fourteen, I was in the height. Of, we were both in the kind of in the 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 height of our punk. Um, love mm-hmm. so uh we went to see this in the theater you know and i totally like dug it it was right. crazy right. then it came out and um me and my friends just watched it and i didn't remember how much we watched it until i put it in i, I bought the dvd and might i probably watched it once when i bought it i didn't realize that i could quote it word for word oh like God. like te- like you know like when you can do a movie like five seconds beforehand uh, I hadn't watched this for many years, and I could do that. So this e- is like Death Race, then. Easily, yeah. And okay. I didn't, and then I started kind of rushing back, and I was like, oh, we watched this every time we were drinking for like two years straight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that like that kind of thing. Like, oh. So, yeah. I liked that. I liked Repo Man a lot. And um, I was still laughing as much as I did then. Like, I'm, I'm creamy over this movie. Like, it, wow. I watched it at the right time. Yeah, you did. And yeah. it's and I was worried it wouldn't hold up, but for me, it's just as funny as the day I saw it. Like, I laugh. I get all the stupid jokes. I get all the little things that are in the movie that like most people wouldn't notice, but I did. You know, what can you say? When you watch a movie three hundred times and you watch it the three hundred first time, you still love it. So <laughs> yeah, I would you, imagine. You know what I mean? So. Like, so it's so that's where I'm at with this one. <laughs> it's almost like you're living it, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'm out with a trash barrel talking yeah. about shrimps and plate or yeah. plate of shrimp and yeah. don't bother looking for you one. You got an old Malibu there yeah. that you don't want to open the trunk on. Twenty thousand like that. Yeah. Oh, oh his widow hand. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So what oh, tell yeah. tell us about you know nineteen eighty four. Well, you Repo know, Man. I'll I'll just talk about 
Okay, this is a cult, like you said, this is a cult movie. I've never seen this movie before. I know, of course, Emilio Estevez. I know Harry, Harry Dean, Dean Stanton. Yeah. Harry know. Dean Stanton was in every movie for like a, a long stretch of time. He was oh, gosh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, the classic everywhere. character actor. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Michael Nesmith. He's the executive producer. Yeah, the yeah. money man. Yeah, the dude from the monkeys. He's on the uh, he's on the commentary, but I didn't listen to it. I might nah, have neither. to. But yeah, he's well. Mike Nesmith had a lot of money. Of course, you know the story, right? His mother invented ben, liquid paper. Yeah. So he had a lot of money, and he was he was one of the guys that did the first MTV like music video. I think it came out on VHS. It was called like Elephant Parts or something. So he it was it was pretty popular. So he he made even more money, and I guess he started getting into film producing. And this was like his uh, the love affair to eighties uh, yeah. uh, L.A. punk scene. And, and there's there's punk all over this, you know. Oh, yeah. Dude, this is straight up Iggy Pop does the the the, the theme song. Yep, yep. You know, and then from start to finish, Circle Jerks, uh, Suicidal Tendencies, everything's in there. Everyone's in there. Black Flags in there. The um, it was the right movie at the right time. It didn't make a huge hit. No, it but didn't it make has a lot of money. Of fans, yeah. yeah, and I think they made their money back. Oh yeah, just over, on you know. reissues and all yeah. that kind of stuff or whatever. So the director did another movie too, and I can't think of the name of it now. But Joe Strummer was in it, so the director mm-hmm. Alex Cox, Cox must have been a real punk rock dude or whatever, because oh, yeah. he did another one. It was almost like a punk rock spaghetti western, and I can't think of the name right now. Really? But, but when I find well after the show, we'll look it up and we'll post it on there because I seem to remember it came out like either like right after or maybe a few years after yeah just put joe strummer in there and you'll get like sid and nancy fear and loathing in las vegas uh death and the compass yeah i i don't know that doesn't matter anyway yeah we'll look it up anyway we'll look it up later but it was definitely like a weird ass movie or whatever and it was kind of like i think it came out like in the early 90s is that is that alex cox's uh uh, filmography uh, deadbeat death and Death and the Compass might be it. No, no, no. All right. Well, anyway, let's go. Just go. Let's just start this baby going. Yeah. So basically, um, Repo Man is the story about a young punk who (coughs) he's become. He's realizing that he's going nowhere, and he's chosen the wrong path. You know. I mean, he's he quits from his job. He is Emilio Estevez. Plays what a real punk. Oh, but dude, I got I got to say something. When he's in there and and working in the. in the supermarket, the his buddy is Napoleon Dynamite's dad. I sort of got it. Uh, yeah, it is. He looks just like Napoleon Dynamite's dad. So this is, and he acts like a punk. He is a punk. You know, he he, he flips everyone off. He, if anyone gives him any lip, he just fires back and like goes right down. So, but he starts to realize that you know this isn't the way it's going to be. He can't keep going this way. He he decide he ends up because he tries to get money out of his parents but they've given it all to a televangelist. The two stoners watching TV there while he eats dog food and going like, this is really good. One of the little charms about this movie is everything is the the barcode where it'll say drink. They'll say, let's go get some drinks. And they sit down a six pack. It's pure white. It just says drink on it and it has a barcode. So So there's food you know, it says food and it's has a barcode. Yeah, and it's generic to the point where it just says food, drink, beer, cigarettes. You know, is that like a a a a, a, a joke on uh, product placement or something? I think so, but and it was to the point where my parents actually, my one of my sister's birthdays, they did all the presents like that. 
Oh God! It said like present, and it had the barcode, <laughs> and the and the cake was a barcode cake. Oh, you know, like because it was a thing for a while. Okay. Uh, she had one of those uh business white business person shirt, and really? and, and, and she put and she put out. and she put the barcode on the bottom oh, of it. Like, God, so, I mean, it's really funny. It's cool. Um, cool parents. Yeah. So they uh, and then he. He doesn't have any money, so he get he he just falls in with this repo man, Harry, uh, Harry Dean Stanton. And at first he's like he doesn't want to do it, but then he realizes that it's a good money, you know. Yeah, like Harry Dean just pulls him off the street and he he's goes, like, "Hey kid." Oh yeah, he's like, "Hey kid." And I was like, "Oh, my, my wife's prank." He's like, "I love that." He's like, "Oh." And then like he's like, "What happened to your wife?" He he, he dupes him into helping him steal this repo this car. Yeah, right. And then when they get to the lot, he's like, "What happened to your wife?" He's like, "Oh, I forgot. Ah, she'll be okay. She's a rock." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like and then this lady just hands him money and he's like, but Every scene is gloriously like funny, like, like just you know he like I, I can't even describe it. Like when he he pours that beer out, yeah, when he pours he the beer, it, yeah, he's like, you guys are repo men. What if we are? And he dumps it, he dumps the beer on the floor and throws it. Then this black guy comes in, who's another repo man. He's like, hey, somebody piss on the floor again. Yeah, like right. you don't yeah. even hear it, but he slips and off camera you hear that guy. Did somebody piss on the floor yeah, again? I you know, know, I heard it. It was clear. Yeah. It was just nonstop. Like every scene is like that. Every scene is like goofy and funny. You know. Yeah. Um. And then there's there's a lot of offshoot stories. Like there's one main story, but there's a ton of like micro stories going on, micro plots. You yeah, know? there's like the well, he there's that stoner, that, that the UFO girl. He he hooks up with his chick who's chasing the UFO guy. There's the Rodriguez brothers. The Rodriguez <laughs> brothers are a well, rom- a the rom- one guy's wearing like a freaking oh, dude, like, the, the, he's wearing the hair man the that hair shit, that dude, and the other guy, like. They are straight. They are the most stereotype ever. Yeah, they're driving the. They're driving the convertible yeah, Ford Fairlane, like hydraulics and all that crap. Yeah. And so, and then like so, there's, there's this. The, it starts off. The movie starts off with, uh, where this guy is wandering. He's driving this Chevy Malibu from the sixties. I want to say. And he's got like the one eye patch over the one eye. He's like a total like bizarro. <laughs> yeah, guy. he's he's out of it. He's done. He's just barely driving on the road. Like he's yeah, just all over uh, the place. And it turns out that he has aliens in his trunk <laughs> that he smuggled off of an air force base. He's also the creator of a of the neutron bomb who had a lobotomy because of the <laughs> because of all the. The pressure of, of knowing what he did, like, and he, this guy plays it great because he's like, "Oh, that makes you mad," you know. He's like, he's just crazy, you know. And then, so we have the UFO, the the UFO government people. Yeah, the lady with the glove. With the glove, we have the the girlfriend who just has he has sex with sometimes, and then you know, and she's really weird. She, oh, she's like a total stoner. She's a chick stoner chick. Yeah. Then you have the guy with the aliens in the trunk. You have the Rodriguez brothers. You have you have the um, UFO people going after him with the lady with yeah. the hand or whatever. And then you have Otto's uh, friends. Who, oh yeah, the punk rock kids. These yeah. punk rock kids. They just oh, kind of go off and they start this like crime spree. Yeah. And they're totally inept. Like there's the his ex girlfriend Debbie. And then this guy Duke, who has this crazy mohawk, and then Archie, who's the big dumb one, you know. And all these, all these things intertwine all the time. Yeah, it gets confusing. That's the one. That's I'm one glad of the you things. You watch three hundred times. Yeah, that's one of the things that makes it really like not deep. I don't want to say this is a deep movie, but it's intricate. Yeah. And in that like 
you know, they'll 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 just get done with a fight with the Rodriguez brothers. They'll pull up. A sign on the window says, you know, shrimp, shrimp plate, two ninety nine. They yeah. go in, they buy beer. As they leave, the 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 crime the the crime spree friends are the ones holding them up. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. and and yeah, it just yeah, goes right. that one scene where they just pop out yeah, of the back because they're holding up the guy who's being real yeah. stiff, and it's it's nonstop like that. Everything intertwines, yeah. you know, and like. At one point, Otto gets beat up, so he they 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 force him to tell him who. So he sends them to the beat up the so guy who the owns, manager of the <coughs> the manager of the of the supermarket and stuff like, <laughs> and that is this, the entire movie is like that. It is not it is nonstop like laughing. I laughed through the whole thing because it's just crazy absurd. Yeah. You know, half the people are in, completely inept. The other half are overzealous and stupid. You know. Yep. Yep. And they're all going after the Malibu. The whatever. Malibu because the the government said, "Oh, uh, this car's worth twenty thousand. Yeah, the, the money. Yeah, yeah right. The, the repo money, money is like yeah, twenty grand. At one point, even the uh, the televangelist says, "Oh, a poor widow, a poor, a poor woman had her car stolen. It's a Chevy Malibu, and he's holding that piece of paper. No, the Bible, isn't it? No, no, no. no the, the piece of paper yeah. that says the Malibu's name, and he's like." Call our number if you see this Malibu. Like yes, even yes. the the televangelist is trying to get the car. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's so like crazy. You know. Uh, and you can't even describe. And then the whole thing. There's like this guy um, who played. Who was that guy? That, the guy that's at the burn barrel. One of the guys that works at the repo. Um, the repo yard. Uh huh. Basically, his job is to burn everything that's inside of a oh, car. I've seen him before, but I don't know yeah. what his name is. I don't know what character. Yeah, I know what you mean. And yeah, he j- and he's always spouting this stuff that sounds absurd. Yeah. But it all turns out to be true. Yeah. Like he's he's burning stuff that's everything that's in a car. And he's and then he's talking about how people from the past are actually from our future, and spaceships are here. But they're not spaceships; yes, they're yes. time machines. Yes. And just I don't know. He's and, and for a reason. Yeah. So what did you? What was your impressions of this movie? Like, okay. Because like, we'll just we're not gonna go scene for scene because we couldn't. No, no. This know. is just too convoluted. Okay. Here's my here's here's my impression by Doctor Morbius. Because you've, you've already had my overly over the top glowing gushy like oh it's so great. So now let here I came in, I came in you know. Okay, I can't say I didn't come in with any expectations. There's this movie that's been always kind of like a cult movie, so I came in saying, "Okay, prove it to me." Yeah. All right, you know, so I had a little bit of a toot getting in there. How many of these so-called cla- uh, yeah, cult like movies, Pussycat, or don't like, don't live up to it? Just like okay, you know, whatever. Well, yeah. it, it lived up to the guy who wrote the the review that got reprinted a million times. So then it's up to you. It's it's like it's like with albums, like some of these albums that I picked. I like these records, you know, and I kind of agreed with the guy who wrote the review, but not everybody will because it's basically like you know opinion. one person's yeah. opinion that gets reprinted like eighty thousand times. I'm pretty sure that not one of my records is on anyone's top ten. <laughs> no, Maybe not even no, top one hundred. No, no, I think the Beatles one is. Okay, one. <laughs> yeah, I think I think one is. <laughs> one, one might be. And um, you know, no. one is the loneliest number, but anyway. Um. Zing! It all comes around. <laughs> but uh, We're anyway. just like Repo Man. Everything ties back together, man. I, I like the actors in the movie. Everybody had, everybody played their part pretty quirkily, you know. I mean, Emilio Estevez had to do his part. You know, he's basically the lead or whatever. He was fine. 
As a punk, he's looked a little too clean to be a punk rocker, though. You did, know, but he definitely he had did. the attitude. He did. Like, yes. At first, I didn't buy it. Yeah. You know, him being the punk. Yeah, but he's good. Yeah. He's good. Did you see after the after that lady who turned to the Rodriguez brothers when they broke him out of the hospital? Did you see he was wearing one of those? Yeah, the well, golf thing yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah, like a straight up you know Chicano. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he was that. wearing a Chicano shirt. Yeah, I was that like, thing. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the, you know Harry Dean Stanton's always great. I like the. The black lady of Vanetta McGee. She was in uh, black exploitation in the seventies, and it was funny to see. She was returning. She was in what movie was she in? She was one. She was in a movie that we just did. She wasn't in. Um, was she in um, what you call it? Um, the one with uh, the anthology, the the anthology uh, uh, Tales from the Hood. Was she in that? No, 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 no. Just keep going. I'll, I'll find. Oh, out. No, she wasn't in um, Omega Man. Was she? Was that Vanetta McGee? Uh, they live. That's right. She was in They Live. Okay. Yep. 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 I, I, because I was like, ooh, Susan Barnes making a triumphant rec- yeah, return. Yeah, that's right. Slow yeah. robot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was in like a lot of those seventies. Like, I'm not sure if she was in Mandingo or not, but she was in a lot of those. She was like, like she's awesome. Yeah, she she reminds you of like kind of a wham bam pam, but not yeah, not, not as quite voluptuous. That level, yeah. Not as no. like voluptuous. Yeah. She was great, and a lot of the actors I didn't, you know, I, these guys that you've seen before, and I don't remember their names, but everybody was playing the part up to the max or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like my favorite part of the movie. The actors were pretty good. The punk rock scenes were pretty funny too, because when he get when he gets when he goes into the yard there and everybody's like slam dancing and yeah. beating each other, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can see that. I've, I've been there a million times. Yeah, yeah, I, I avoided that, but I remember seeing it. You know, I was like, okay, good for you guys or whatever. I love that guy. He's like. Dude, man, you were the only one that came to visit me in juvie. That's right. Because <laughs> his first thing he says, Emilio Estevez says to, the, to Duke, he goes, Hey, you just, when did you get out of jail? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was in jail the day before. Like, he just got out of jail. He came to the podcast. And, and something that you mentioned to me that I wouldn't have known, I don't think, but that you didn't mention was when they go to the club and the uh, circle jerks are Dude, like doing the lounge version doing of the their lounge song. Act. I was like, okay, I get this. This is like, you know. Shoobity wop wop, say what, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually sang that as the last part of their, uh, y'all got to dunk when the shit hits the fan song. Is that what the name of the song is? Okay, because I think I I've think heard it. I think it's just called when the shit hits the fan. Yeah, yeah, because they do sing that line or whatever. In yeah, there, but, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. And, and then like, <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> the one other scene where they, the, they he goes to steal the uh, Mustang and like, he, he, the guy starts shooting at him, and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, let me in, let me in. He goes, oh, come on, boy, what are you talking about? He gets out, and he starts shooting, and he goes, and he goes, let me in here, I don't want to get shot. And he goes, come on, boom, 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 and the dude's shooting it. Finally, he steals the car, and it was blanks or whatever. I love, I love this scene after, because he doesn't know it's blanks. Emilio's sitting there against the Mustang, like they've gotten away yeah. after the shootout. And he's like shaking. He's visibly like shaking, like yeah. when he's holding his beer. And the guy starts. He shouts at his feet, and he's yeah. like, yeah. "Sometimes blanks work just as good. <laughs> yeah, blanks work just as good." And he's like, "Oh, you, oh, you reaper man, are fucking crazy." <laughs> he just like shakes back and gets into the car and drives away. But and and in one scene when they're like when they repo in a car, you do get a little tutorial on how to hotwire it. So you oh, know, yeah. for you kids, you know, out there, I love the one where they they stole the car and they're driving down there and they're just. And he's talking about some philosophy. Every repo man has yeah, their own yeah, like right, code right. and philosophy on life. 
And Emilio Estes puts on this lady's hormone glasses, and he's just throwing stuff out the window. And one of the presents he throws out the window is a a present full of money. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's just out of all that shit, like just throwing that out. Now the thing that was interesting to me because you do see what's in the trunk, but and and you do see it. But the the whole idea of when they open up the trunk, the glowing thing, right. that reminds me of uh, Pulp Fiction. When they open up the briefcase, but yeah. they don't show you what's in it. It's glowing, in, and I'm going, hey, I wonder if Quentin uh, saw this movie. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, but yeah. it was, and then the ending was like totally bizarro, too. It was like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, I was definitely like, this movie is, is, is best viewed under uh, having a few beers, you know. I mean, oh. it'll be a ride for you. you and know? like how most movies like stray away from it. This movie is nonstop. They're drinking, doing yeah. coke. Oh yeah, they're yeah, nonstop. Right. They're sniffing coke, yeah, drinking yeah. beer, Mother driving, doing <laughs> lines and shit. Yeah, it just—they uh, don't ever stop. Like it looks like Emilio hasn't slept for like a week. Yeah, because Harry Dean Stanton's like, "Hey, a repo man goes to sleep at 3 a.m. He wakes up at 4 a.m. to go get his car. Yeah. He never <laughs> sleeps. He's always on duty." You know, Harry Dean Stanton is like up to 11. He's at, he, yeah, you know, he's oh, at, yeah. he's, he's on 11 yeah. the whole thing. Like he's this strung out guy like just on yeah he's like oh why he looked like he's all like on caffeine or nicotine and he's and like coke and, and he's like i don't know what, i don't know a repo man who speed. doesn't do speed yeah and he's yeah, like yeah, ah. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's a whacked out it's a it's a whacked out movie and they did a good job with it i mean it's definitely like an entertaining movie no doubt yeah. about it yeah and it is upon further viewing the more you watch it over and over again you're like wow this the, the, everything has like even yeah. the dumb little things, you know, he's like, oh, you'll, you'll, the the guy's burning stuff. And he's like, you'll find one in every car. You'll see those, um, oh, those the the, the, scented, the, the Christmas scented Christmas tree. tree. Yeah, the the cop even had one on his. <laughs> the cop had one on hanging on his like windshield. Uh, his and windshield stuff. of his motorcycle or whatever. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. There was um, I, I you don't know. It yeah, it's even, one of those movies. It, it, like obviously that you watch it a few times and you get more of what's going on. Oh, definitely because. That it, I I could I bet you on first viewing most people will be like, what the hell is yeah, this? Yeah, well that mess? was me. Yeah, that was me. Now, in, did in you? Some ways, I, I, I lost my way through the plot, and then like uh, and then it was like, okay, I lost my way. Well, here we go. I just catch it on here or whatever. Is that know? now? Was it uh, annoying or confusing or just no? Or no, just I, like, knew, I knew I knew the this? basic idea. Yeah. I was just getting lost at like certain junctures at what had happened did I miss something because it's going here and it's like that but the basic idea is that everybody wants that car yeah and because you know? the one the only thing that kind of gets a little bit hinky or weird is when they get into the hospital oh yeah after he got, he got, he got shot by yeah. the three punks and the, yeah uh, Harry Dean Stanton got shot in this big yeah. shootout but then they take this right turn and Harry Dean Stanton's in the hospital and they try to break him out and they're like, and the the and the I FBI wasn't sure people why they were whatever. trying to break him out because he knew where he he knew where the the car was because Emilio had the Malibu yeah. put it in the lot then Harry Dean Stanton stole that oh uh, I missed that part okay. okay I love the part where the uh, the the government people are like. They have they have Emilio Estevez strapped down and they're torturing him and, and he's his like girlfriend is like giving him the jolts yeah, or whatever but but he, he's like you don't have to do this I'll tell you anything Wh- where's the Malibu I don't know <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> zap. like the first thing he just zaps him you know <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like I'll tell you anything where's the Malibu I don't know <laughs> and, and you know what's funny honestly 
I've, from what I've read, that's actually based on, a, well, this one actually is more, that's actually based on a real experiment that I think they did like in the 60s or 70s where they got somebody, uh, uh, just a regular person, Actors. and, and uh, no, he, real street people, and they said, okay, we've got a guy, you know, in this room here, and he's wired up. He's not going to see you. He's not going to know who you are. Do you want to? Do you want to shock him or don't you? And the, all the people shocked him, and you can hear the and they could hear the guy screaming, but no, they didn't but know mean, it was fake. That was fake. That's what I mean. Like, and they all yeah. like they put it up as yeah. high as it would go. Mostly. Yeah, and, and and most of the people put it up as high as they would go, knowing that there was nothing was going to happen to him, and you know, and thinking that the guy was going to get a real shock, and it was like a a human nature experiment or whatever. And I'm not sure if they said to to the people that this guy was a criminal or what, but they were saying yeah. like, "Do you want to give him a shot?" So I think they based that on that. So, and well, let me let me ask you this because we'll probably we'll wrap it up here. But okay. um, now, of course, this is almost like one of those cases, right movie, right time for me. Yeah, yeah. I was that. I was an impressionable young teen. I was into the punk scene. Yes. This all hit perfect. Yes. From someone that was that it wasn't the perfect time, or like if a kid today who likes punk music was this, would this have any value, watchability, viewability? Is there anything you could get from this? Like, if you don't have my experience, is this worth watching? Okay, it's funny. Uh huh. It's got some good acting in. It's got action. It's action packed. Punk is still viable. People still wear mohawks the whole nine yards. So More I think now people than ever, today. Yeah. I, yeah, I think people today. Now the only thing that I did notice, and I'm glad you mentioned that, and I and I, we were talking about the only thing that would be different today is that every one of those punks would be tatted up to their nostrils or whatever. Nobody had. Oh, a, and they would have been, and it would probably be too cool. Yeah. Like if they made this now, it would be like it would be a tattoo fest. And 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 they and the punks would be like so cool and yeah. like Vin Diesel and. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. And they weren't like that. No, I was no, one. No, They were no. just jerk kids being jerks. They were, they were just you know? jerky kids with nothing better to do than just laugh around or you're, whatever. Uh, like, what did he say when his friend was dying? You're a bullshit. You're a white suburban punk yeah, exactly. just like me. Just like He's me. like, yeah. I, I know crime. <laughs> when Duke is like, they're dying in a, in a, after a shootout, he's like, Duke is the bad guy who is, used to be his friend, who used to be Otto's friend. He goes, I know crime led me to this demise. And he, hey, what is that? He, he was like, I blame society. So society society yeah. is to blame for who yeah, I get. Yeah, and and right. Emilio's like, bullshit, you're a white suburban punk just like me. Yeah, exactly. And he goes, don't worry, you'll be okay. And he goes, eh. He goes, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> he just leaves. <laughs> he just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> if, you got, if you got the right the right group of people at midnight and played this thing, right. it would do well. It See, I turned, well. This, I turned the guys on at the bike shop. Uh, there was a bunch of kids I worked with who are like punk music, and I said, well, you got to watch this movie. And I turned them on to this movie, and they all dug it. But that's like a bike shop culture, punk culture. Yeah, 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 It sure. would fit. It makes sense, you know. Yeah. But So, all right, well, there you go. I did, uh, Netflix came today, and Netflix brought me uh, Mr. Cox's reiteration called Repo Chick. Really? Who's in? Well, we'll take a look. I don't know, yeah, I'll show it to you okay, then. Yeah, so cool. I, I'll probably touch on that a little bit next week. So there you have it. Of course, I'm going to give this a 10. You give it a... I'll give it an 8. Eight? Yeah, give it it's a eight. definite solid watch. Um, other than that, thanks for listening. My name is Mal. With me, as always, Dr. Morbius from Parse Unknown. So, 
Dig us. Oh, I didn't give any of our crap. Okay. Check That's us out on uh, slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com. Check us out on Stitcher. Check us out on iTunes. Send us an email at zenbone at hotmail.com. Listen to us on the one and only spot on the radio or on the internet to avoid Slice. crappy radio. Sliceradio.com.au. The AU stands for Australia. Australia, mate. See you next time. Twitch of the Death Nerve. The first motion picture to require face-to-face warning. Every ticket holder must pass through the theater's final warning station. We must warn you face-to-face. Warning. Diabolical. Fiendish. Savage. Twitch of the Death Nerve. You may not walk away from this one.